was said numerous times in Kurt Russell's Soldier. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's oh, right. Man. Movie the Podcast. We're back. Mm-hmm. We and are back. We're black and we don't want any more bears. Uh, it yeah. Is... Yeah. I think we're black. That, that was a John Wick reference. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I'm black. I think I'm black. <laughs> That's the that's um, the uh, the black exploitation John Wick. <laughs> uh, but anywho, it's February, and uh, oh man, we also watched, for 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 some strong, it's, it's, we it's the least unhinged Gary fucking. Uh, and he like, is a very contained Gary. He's in this movie a ton. Like for for a movie that I know a couple of Sean, you've seen this, right? Uh, I thought I did, but I also think I had the. Uh, the problem where I'm mixing it up with the Mario Van Peebles film Solo, very which similar. I feel like came out the same day and has a similar plot. Yeah. It's very similar to this. Uh, but anyway, and Gogs had seen it, but like, and I, I remember the like promotional material. Like, I don't, none of us remember that that he was even in this movie, but he's in this movie quite a bit. Yeah, yeah I never, I don't. When you first brought, we suggested this, I was like, Gary Busey's in this film? Lo and behold. I, I'm going to go ahead and bury the lead and say that I may have a newfound respect for Paul W.S. Anderson. It's a, yeah, it's it kind a, of recontextualizes a lot of things. At least his I, early work. I wish yeah. that we got this version. I wish this guy still existed. Like, I wish Resident Evil never happened, because I think Resident Evil ruined him and Mila Jovovich, who I believe he's married to, or at least was he at is. one point. Um, he still is like ruined his life like he was like because this shit I, i'm gonna go ahead and say it. this was like this takes so much ass you'll probably go blind you'll probably go blind <laughs> the uh this movie like this is in his first this is his like third or fourth uh directorial movie i, I haven't seen the first you're about to say it was, it was his third or fourth debut. Directorial yeah. debut. Yeah. <laughs> no he's like the first one was called like maybe shopping or something i didn't see, but then it was mortal Kombat, which we love banger uh this and event horizon which i will to the day i banger, die banger. defend yeah event horizon yeah, event horizon a, a triumph who doesn't um, like event horizon people must not people don't like I love things. it i think it's I mean, great i do Bro, but, you're not going to need eyes to watch any more of my movies. I love yeah. it. I mean, it's it's a very like Lovecraftian science fiction movie. What's not to yeah, like? It but is get... very like who signed up? Who signed off on this movie oh, yeah, for like mass yeah. consumption? But that's yeah. but you got two. You have two Event Horizoners in Soldier. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have Jason Isaacs, and you got the guy, the pilot, who's the the guy who gets cucked. Jason Jason Isaac, who. They're like, well, he's kind of a Nazi, and we're going to make him a Nazi by giving him kind of a Hitler mustache and kind of a Nazi jacket. And yeah, he got Hugo bossed out real bad for this. <laughs> I was role. telling Gogs. Well, he's got Gogs, the, the mustache that only British assholes have. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, but it's very, it's like, a, it's it's very close on either side to being a Hitler mustache. It is, it is, a, it is, it is half an inch on either side of his face away from being. That is a, called subtle, subtle satire. I told Gogs that it took that it must have taken all the restraint in the world to give him that service revolver that he had and not a fucking like Mauser pistol. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, we watched Soldier. There's gonna be a lot to talk about. Um, but uh, let's let's do what we do, what we do when we do. What did you all watch this week? And technically, this goes back two weeks because we didn't do a watch you watched last week. Alec. Um, 
I feel like I watched more things than this. But the only thing yeah, I can remember, the only thing I can remember is uh, I watched Major League Two. Hell yeah! Um, nice. Did it hold after up? Wa- after watching Major League One a few weeks ago, like up until this version, up until this watch of Major League Two, I would have told you it's a superior movie to Major League One. Um, but I don't think so anymore. Oh, Major League Two is uh hmm. I still enjoy it and it's still fun, but it's also kind of boring. Um there's some long dead parts where like nothing happens. Just Charlie Sheen being a sad boy. And like that's fine for a little bit because that's like the central part of the movie. Right. But it happens like two or three times. And it's like, dude, you did it to yourself. Like once is like kind of funny and haha, get over it's it. Just like real life. Yeah. But then like you do the <laughs> same shit again. It's like, okay, it's not, I don't, I don't know. I don't it's remember not, the plot of I, Major League Two. It's literally. Did we review almost, it on the show? We did. It's pretty much the yeah. same exact plot as Major League One. Oh, okay. Uh, Roger, yeah, Dorn, whatever reason. Roger Dorn buys the team from the woman. They start off terribly. Uh, Rick Vaughn goes corporate. He cleans himself up. Uh, he goes, he's a corporate, uh, doing all kinds of ads and stuff now. There's a funny bit where he's trying to do an ad for, uh, some deodorant. And he can't say the words right. And he keeps saying them wrong. And that's pretty funny. Um, but this one introduces, uh, Rube the catcher and, uh, oh, yeah, who's for in Starship Troopers. Yeah. Right. And, and three, right? Yeah, he's in three also, I believe. And uh Tanaka, the outfielder. Um the Japanese gentleman. But it, it I don't know. Is it, two is, it kind, is we... it kind of like basically Rocky Two? Like he's just sort of like they're going like He's like Rocky too. He's doing all no, the ads. I don't remember this movie like, at all. Or maybe you weren't on that. I episode. don't. Like I, I don't. I mean, it was we, years no, ago we, when we, we watched, watched it. it. We definitely watched it at your house. I mean, that I, was there's the, a very like, that was the uh, that was the haywire fiasco. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. What was the um, haywire fiasco? The old old Gog's house too. Not even. No, that was that was, house, that was the current. That was the current house. Oh, we're gonna watch I, haywire, I, and we watched like five minutes of it. Your PlayStation, like, shut down or something. And I was like, oh, that's right. That's right. Um, My um, bad. My bad house. But yeah, we watched it where you're, where you're, you're on your gaming TV. You didn't have, you didn't have the screen thing yet. Oh, wow. Okay. You had the gaming TV up against the spare bedroom. Not the, uh, not the, not the wall. Yeah. The sad situation. Um, no, that was. Oh, no. I ugh, just moved in. Ugh, he ugh. says. Ugh. But yeah, Major League Two. It's still still fun. Like it's it's not bad, but I would say Major League One is a superior movie now after rewatching both of them within like the past month and a half or so. Um, God damn, I feel like I watched a couple other movies, but I can't for the life of me think of. Oh, I started watching. Uh, movie TJ put on the Plex, the Crisis on Infinite Earths animated. Oh, that, that was shit. pretty cool. I it's don't so know, good. man. Damn, that's it's just like the it's just like the comic book. It's so oh. fucking convoluted. Like, yeah, 
I'm like, I'm like halfway through, and they've already done at least like five or six jumps with the Flash through different realities where he's confused. Like, if the main character is confused, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, like, I mean, back that's, in... that's one of, like, the most confusing stories ever oh, to yeah. begin with. Going, going with, back like, to, like, any of those... pirate and the yeah, anti-monitor. Those, and, oh, God, those 80s yeah. and early 90s crossover events are, like, fucking impenetrable. Like, we could probably pull... Like, I went back and read, um... Was it Fall of the Mutants? Those two big trade paperbacks where they end up going yeah. to Australia at the end. And, like, yeah. if you don't know everything about that, like, it is impossible. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to remember, too, like, with those X-Men books uh, that, you know, Claremont wrote those books for, like, 20 years. So it was, like, one guy. You know, the thing is, like, love it or hate it about modern comics now. But, like, writers change, like, at most usually about, like, five years. And then they all, that's why they almost kind of do, like, soft resets all the time and fans get kind of ticked off about it. But, like... If you did it the other way, you'd literally be like, okay, I got to start reading from, like, the comics from, like, 22 years ago to, like, understand what's going on. Because, I mean, I'll, remember, I, I'll be honest, like, when I started reading X-Men comics, I was kind of lost for a while. I had to go back and read a lot to catch yeah, up. Yeah, well, whole... I'm, sure, I'm sure just, like, you two. Oh, yeah. A lot of my X-Men, a lot of my start with X-Men was with uh, Mutant Genesis, the reboot oh, with... Mm-hmm. Jim Lee was it Jim Lee and, and Chris Claremont? I'm in. Yeah, but that not, was the, where they they split off from Uncanny. Yeah, I'm in a little bit before that. Regular, I'm in in Genosha, which talk about a bad place to pick that book up. But when they're in Ooh, Genosha, yeah. like yeah. that's kind of where I start, which is like I don't know a year before that maybe. I'd like to go back and read some of that stuff, oh, man. I, I I remember loving like all those X Men crossovers, but like I've read a few of them fairly recently and like that shit sucks like <laughs> fatal tra- fatal attractions um oh that was the shit back in the day that's when oh Wolverine God, lost his, so cool. his adamantium i remember the one the one with the avengers where they're going oh, to genosha oh. to save quicksilver and oh yeah, yeah yeah crystal's kid i can't remember the name of that one it's not wow. fatal attractions but it's something there's the the phalanx covenants around that time that oh, was God. awesome yeah. You're literally you're you're taking me to the way yeah. back. What's anyway. the ex- executioner song, the strife one? That, that is... like that started so much shit. That executioner song actually might have been like the first crossover I remember reading. Yeah, because like I didn't know who Cable was before that, and I was like, what? Like, what is this? Oh, it's this fucking weird twin with a tin can on his head, <laughs> right? That guy's sharp. <laughs> Comics are stupid. Comics are stupid. Uh, any other movies, Mr. Alec? No. We we, we finished uh, we finished the Mr. and Mrs. Smith show. And I'll say uh, it's really good overall. Um, but again, like, there's some violence towards animals towards the very end of it. And I'm just like... Yeah, what is up I'm, with that? It keeps happening. Like, I'm, done with, like, I'm done with that shit. Like... I see that like when I see that again, like I'm just turning stuff off now. I'm so sick of it and over. I see enough sad, sad animal shit on TikTok without uh, had them having to kill them in movies where they can control if they kill them or not. Right, just doing it for shock value is. I'm over it. A little cheap heat. I almost turned it off in this. That is what it is. Towards at the beginning. Oh yeah, the warthog v dogs. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? 
Um, that's it. I, I know I watched some other shit, but I don't know why I can't. I usually write it down, and I can't. Uh, can't think of it right now. So, TJ, uh, I watched uh, three things. Uh, two things I'll just talk about really briefly because I don't think anybody really cares. But I watched the uh, the decline of Western civilization, part one and two, uh, inspired by watching Sid and Nancy. Um, because I love, as I talked about last week, I love uh, I love rock and roll history just in general, and I love uh, documentaries that cover like a scene. Like I love uh, my favorite documentary is probably Exit Through the Gift Shop because I think it's such a cool documentary that that it literally covered like an entire art movement, like the beginning, middle and end of it. Like I think that is one of the most like I I I think the wildest documentary ever created because like so good, like the subject, like when the the documentarian becomes the subject of the documentary, it's like it's amazing. It's it's amazing. The ending to that is so good, too. Banksy's like, and I guess it's my fault for creating this monster because I'm the yeah. one who got him to do the documentary. So, fuck yeah, me. It, it's wild. It's but I love, crazy. like, I remember that. I remember watching so that good. The first time and I was like, damn. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch that. I need to rewatch that. But that is a great. The the decline of Western civilization. The first part is about the '80s uh, hardcore punk scene in California, and it's excellent. It, it's like like I, I know this is silly but there's something about like and and sean will probably resonate with what i'm saying with this but there's something about because they shot that movie in film but i don't know what kind of film they shot on but it's still it looks kind of it's film but it still looks like home video-y and there's some kind of like there's some kind of feel that i really well, I, I you know what it is prob most likely Hmm. Is that's because why, of, that's why I asked <laughs> because, I because they, you know, they you... probably shot it all on short ends because film's so expensive. Ah. So if anybody doesn't know, and I'll keep it brief, short ends are basically like carpet carpet remnants, but for film, like the shit mm-hmm. that didn't get used like on a principal shoot, just gets sold. So you kind of stitch it together, so you get different quality, you get different like color saturation, like it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, and it it looks really cool, and there's some kind of there's there's just like a level of like authenticity to it. Like it feels, I mean, obviously it is real because it's it's just it's really just a a movie with some some great like live concert footage and interviews, and that's it. Like it's very stripped down. There's no like narrative to it or anything, but there's just something like I love the look of both of these movies a lot, and um, the first one's great, and it's interesting too because there's like some people that'll later like nowadays are, are more well known like pat smear from then the germs now the foo fighters and you know he's in the foo fighters but like he's in an interview where he talks about how like he doesn't like women and he punches them and it's just like oh <laughs> like okay that's <laughs> like, kind of wild um it's really good though it's a great again it's a great snapshot of that time and that place and then the second part decline of the western decline of western civilization part two is about hair metal and like the 80 again in the la uh hair metal scene and that one's almost more interesting because i don't know like that that era is just so weird and like it's so like image focused and like the the juxtaposition between and and again like i think i think what the filmmaker's trying to say and i'm not trying to put words into her mouth but I think she's trying to say that both groups are full of shit. 
you know what I mean? Like the, the more I'm going to say like socially conscious, like punks are just as full of bullshit as these fucking glamors that just want to have sex with chicks. Like it's all, it's all kind of bullshit. Like that's the, what I, my takeaway of it. Anyway, I can't recommend them enough. I, I they're on the Plex, but they're on Amazon prime. There's a part three that I've actually never watched. Um, I think it's about like Darby crash before he died. And he's the subject of the first one too. Um, but I, I have never watched the third part, but the, the first two are great. And then the, the last thing I watched was the iron claw. Um, I, Oh, I really, I it's really on, it. it's on I the didn't have a lot of interest in it. I didn't have too much interest at first, but I'm really, I think you'd like it really want to, I think everyone really want to watch it. I think everyone would like it. It's first of all, as far as like wrestling movies go, it's like the best wrestling movie. Like it's very fair to wrestling. It doesn't focus on, it really doesn't focus on like, like kind of the bullshit of wrestling. Like it's, it's about the people and it what's what I think is kind of interesting as like, a lifelong wrestling fan is that like the stuff behind the curtain is a lot of times way more interesting than like what's happening in the ring and kind of the connection between that backstage stuff and what you see in the ring. And that the movie kind of touches on that just a little bit. Uh, but I thought all the performances are really good. I I've never really been a huge Zach Efron fan, but I think he does a really good job in this movie. And it's like a very understated performance, like kind of a subplot of the movie is that, um, I believe I could be wrong. I think that that Zac Efron is the older brother, like the oldest brother, and he's kind of outshined by Carrie and then Carrie, um, uh, Carrie Von Eric, and then the other brother, David. I'm going to get their names mixed up. But anyway, and he's good. Like he's kind of like a guy following his dreams and he's kind of getting outshined and a lot of other stuff happens. Um, a lot of personal tragedy. Um, the guy that we all love, that's in all the David Fincher movies. Uh, I never remember his name. It's Holt something. Holt. Holt. Something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from uh, Mine Hunters. Guy from Mine Hunters. Yeah. He he plays Sean. Help me out. What's the what's the Von Eric dad? Fritz. Fritz Von Eric. That's his wrestling name. I forget what his actual name is. He plays Fritz Von Eric, and he is he steals the show. Like I thought he was so good in this movie, and he's like awful you know what i mean like he's like overbearing and living through his kids and just basically like brutalizing them into being like what he wasn't and it's i i thought it was really good um there is a scene at the very end of this movie and i usually like you know me i i i get i you have to be very good to make something sentimental that'll get to me because a lot of times i feel like sentiment in movies can be kind of schmaltzy and unearned there is a scene and I'm not going to spoil it, but there is a scene at the end of this movie that if you don't get a little like caught, like a little something in your throat, cause it's so sweet and it's so heartfelt and it's just so fucking sad. Like I, you might not be human like it, but this movie's great. It's shot. It's shot really well. I loved how it looked. I loved, um, they did a great use of uh score, but not too much like between score and soundtrack because they use a lot of like, you know, period appropriate songs. Um, my only, my only minor complaint, it's very minor. So they, they have a lot of rest, other wrestlers in this movie, uh, Harley race, uh, bruiser Brody, um, a couple other guys, the guys they got to play race and Brody are so perfect. They look exactly like, and sound like 
the the real people. In fact, there's there's a few times in the movie that I this I thought this was really clever, where if the characters are watching the wrestling matches on TV, they're using the actual footage from the old wrestling match, not the actors, but the actual footage, and it's always from a distance, so you can't you know pick it up. And I was like, that was a clever idea. I really like that. I was like that that was a very smart choice. But anyway, they got Flair. Rick Flair is in the movie. He's a big deal in the movie. Um, the guy they got to play Flair is terrible. And I was like, I couldn't get over it because I'm like, if you're not a wrestling fan, you know who Ric Flair is. He's the most recognizable person in this movie, and you didn't nail it. Like, I just, because he does the woo, and it's like the worst woo I've ever, it's like they intentionally made him do, like, the worst woo. And, like, he looks like Flair, but he does it, like, I don't know. It's off. The guy, the actor is trying, I guess, but I was like, it, it, it was distractingly bad how he was. Like, and again, it, it's because he's like, the, like again, like you ask like a normie on the street, they don't know who fucking Bruiser Brody and and Harley Race is, but like you ask, I feel like Ric Flair is like pop culture. You know what I mean? But it's it's great. It's a it's a fucking. It would have made my. It would have been in my top ten last year. It was very good. How was uh, uh, MJ? How was MJF in it? Was he? Do you have a big role? I didn't even notice him in the movie. I was looking for him the oh. whole time. Unless they put him in like a bunch of makeup and stuff, he might have been in some of the wrestling scenes. Also, the no, uh, choreography. His, his his scene got his scenes got cut. Oh, uh, uh, okay, yeah, because I was looking for him. I heard he was in it. The choreography in the movie, like the wrestling choreography, was very well done. And apparently, Chavo Guerrero was the uh like the choreographer and trainer for the movie and it shows like it looks re- like obviously they're not doing like crazy like lucha shit but like it looks really good like they did a really good job and, I think he uh, did the uh the Netflix show too the Glow show I think he did the choreography on that Oh uh, that was another good show but yeah I can't recommend it enough I think everybody in this room is going to love it I think that I think most people are going to like it because it's a very heartfelt story and I think like it kind of it's not just like for wrestling fans. Like this is a, I think this is something that would resonate with, with like a mass audience. So yeah, I, I loved it. So uh, that's all for me. Gogs. Um, <clears throat> I'm having a problem remembering. I, I must've watched something. So I'm looking at my Amazon watch history and turns out I watched uh, Prince of Darkness. I don't remember talking oh, the, about uh, that. The uh, I think you talked about that. The John Carpenter movie. Oh well, then I guess I'm. I guess I haven't watched anything new. I must have just been. That is a under. That is a underrated John Carpenter movie. That movie rules. Lesser, Uh, lesser John Carpenter movie. Oh, I need to do a little redaction on my. Oh uh, shit! Oh, I know. I I went back and I was like, wait a minute, because I listened to it. Like my discussion of Sleepaway, or uh, Slumber Party Massacre two. Um, she did not will the killer into existence. It was all a dream sequence in the end. But Aww. then, yeah. But then the killer, like, but she wakes up in an insane asylum. So it's actually a much more competent film at the end of the day than I was giving you credit for. Yeah, was, uh, in my mind, it was batshit insane. I kind of, wa- I kind of want the movie that I'm, I thought I'm a little I saw. More, I'm kind of disappointed that she didn't will the 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 killer into existence. Yeah, that would have been a lot more fun. Um. And I guess, oh, the only other thing I watched was Hellraiser Bloodline, because I don't know why I can't quit Hellraiser <laughs> why? movies. Why? Uh, this is the one where, this is the one. Did you watch travel. the new version? Is this the space some, one? This is yeah, the space the one. one. With, with, uh, it's the one with Paul Rudd in it. This is the one with Paul, no. This is the one with Adam it's Scott not? in it. Oh, Adam Scott, Adam Scott. Yeah. He's, yeah. 
AJ, hang on, bro. Um, it's a cool the, shirt, AJ. Yeah. So uh, that's it. it that movie's kind of terrible. AJ, up, up. I'll be up in a minute. <laughs> 30 minutes. Say hi to Uncle TJ and Uncle Sean. Hey, buddy. There you go. They're all waiting. Go to, go to bed, AJ. Uncle Alex <laughs> says, go to bed. And he, you know, he's fond yeah, of that. Does, that does sound kind of sick, though, to go to bed. You got to be honest. And yeah, anyway. Literally, the second we get off, right to sleep. <laughs> oh, my head is killing me. I need to go to bed. Like, Don, what'd you watch? Uh, I watched one thing. I watched thing? an animated movie called Robot Dreams. It is fine. Oh, yeah. I'm disappointed to hear that because like the I, I heard a couple of people last year hyping it up and the, I thought the trailer looked interesting. It, eh, I mean, it's yeah. like oh about a friendship and then what it means to be friends and then like you lose really. and then you move on and it's just like it's just very like base level schmaltzy. Yeah, like I'm sorry, what what'd you watch again? I'm sorry, it's called Robot Asia. Dreams. It's on the Plex. Uh, it's about a dog that buys a robot, and it's just like I don't know. It's just kind of cheaply sentimental. It wasn't really my thing. You're doing the, dog, the Cox thing. A dog buys a robot. That's the dog is robot money. Like that's kind of impressive. Yeah, well, the dog like it. They don't have people. They got dogs, and they live yeah, in apartments like, in Manhattan. It's like, it's like BoJack Horseman rules. It's just all. Oh. it's like Dog Planet or something, right? Like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just not, more like an Airbud situation. Like fine. Yeah, it wasn't very good. That's a shame. But I was looking forward to watching it. Now I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll skip it. When you were first describing it before I heard what it was, I was like, oh, did you watch Banshees of Inner Sheeran? Because that's about friendship and falling in and out of now, it. Now that's a good ass. Have you seen that, Sean? No, that movie rules. Oh, yeah, that movie's fucking great. Yeah, that movie yeah. fucking kicks that. That's Martin McDonough. Yeah, that movie's so good. Like, duh. Fucking Colin Farrell in that movie is so fucking good. Oh, my God. That speech that he has... About how, like, you know, you used to be kind. Oh, oh, so good. So good. What a great movie. Uh, anything else, Sean? Okay. So you watched the movie where a robot <laughs> fucked a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Bicentennial Man for Dogs. Like, Sean, 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 uh, Sean wanted to, he, feeling left out, he wanted his own drama. So he, he tried to emulate the Voss drama by, by, <laughs> Watching questionable porn. Oh, That's a reference uh, that only three people get. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, all yeah, right. If it was about a, a leftist dog that was watching, or a mid-left dog that was watching a lolly and got dragged on the internet, that would be a much better movie. <laughs> I'd watch that. Um, anyway. All right. We watched Soldier. I can't wait to talk about this movie. Oh, um, yeah. This movie made me feel like I was 13 years old and I was, I was there for it. But also, like, um, a movie I got to watch with Gogs, and I'm really happy that I got to watch this with Gogs, because Gogs and I were literally hooting and hollering during this movie. Like, we were rowdy. It was so sweet. We were full of pizza and just rowdy. It was, like, old times. It was, there was, there was a couple occasions of running it back. The movie, what, what did Tina call it? The movies for dudes who like movies a movie? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so perfect. Okay. It's, okay. It is, it's, yeah. a, it's a quote we use all the time like the, but this is still you're right this is distilled down to its quintessential oh, they, they a thousand percent played this on like spike tv like non-stop you know what i mean i respect a movie that doesn't have a second act too because it has a first act and a third act and then it, that's, that's it. it that is <laughs> it. yeah yeah all right the what second happened? act is a montage yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's a montage <laughs> 
it's becoming a human montage for 40 <laughs> and looking at your first nipple and then well, anyway uh so we watched yeah we watched yeah, universally pan or woman's mom's so bad yeah uh so a movie with 16% of Rotten Tomatoes, they don't know what Insane. they're talking about. Yet another, yet another example of Rotten Tomatoes. If, can go you know what? Themselves. I saw that. If critics in 1998 knew, if they had any idea, the dearth no, of where interesting movies. Yeah. No. Anywho. Um, <clears throat> movie opens, uh, and it's open. It's 1996, and that's year zero. Uh, and in 1996... Uh, the uh, space Nazis are inspecting uh, babies that uh, I guess they're just stealing. It's never really America clear. The space Nazis, BT yeah. Dubs. Well, yeah. America, but also the planet Earth, which is also America, is the space think, Nazis. PJ, do you think that mm-hmm. the original script they were replicants, and they're like, you definitely can't do that. Also, well, CJ that. and I yeah, were talking yeah, about. Well, no, yeah. I think, I think. Because we no, were looking we, at Gogs, the, Gogs is go, go ahead, Gogs. Sorry, we were we were looking because there's there's a soft connection between this movie and Blade Runner, and the Blade Runner connections are as follows: uh, the several of the battles that Todd participates in are referenced in Rudger Hauer's speech uh, at, at the end of Blade Runner. So, as a replicant soldier, <laughs> allegedly he fought in some of the same battles, and then. When the later, and spoiler alert, later when the other soldiers show up, not much later, like 20 minutes in, um, it's sort of like they said that they're kind of genetically engineered, which makes you think they would be replicants, but I guess they're not really replicants. Yeah, um, they're like they're like some kind of like test. They're like some sort of clone soldier. trooper thing. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, who so cares? It's nice. The movie it's doesn't. 19, yeah, the movie doesn't care. No, <laughs> the movie doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Which is like me and TJ throughout the entire viewing was like, I don't give a fuck. If any of these rules are broken, this is a ton of fun. So, anyhow, no, it's 1996, um, and year zero, year zero, <laughs> and the and the the space Nazis are inspecting babies for, I guess, the ones that have the most bloodthirsty look in their eye. I don't know, really looking, sure how they're they, making this judgment, but they're they, they're looking they for marks, that. They were looking for that Man of Steel, Tom Brady they, kid, they, big dick baby. They got they got an X-ray to find out if they got that dog in. <laughs> Yeah, they got to find out, right? If they, yeah. So much like this, I was telling TJ, like much like the Spartan Two program in Halo, the babies are just stolen. Yeah, guys told me that this movie is basically Halo, and I, I'm not familiar enough with the Halo lore. I'll take his word to, for it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the uh, they take the babies and then they put them in a, a military school, and the military school is like. Constant indoctrination to what TJ pointed out. Well, that's just regular school and good point. And then, (laughs) but like, like, you know, like Alec brought up earlier, there's a scene where they're just supposed to like, they're just getting desensitized, right? They're watching, they're watching five Dobermans eat a warthog just in class. And they're, they're learning about shapes and they're learning about gunfire and they're shooting stuff. And they're shooting through civilians to kill their targets, and they're going for a run. And the one kid who made it this far in the program isn't keeping up. And then a Humvee yep. shows up. This is now year eight or so. My, my, real quick before we get past it, it, just this part fucking killed me. This movie is so stupid. Like she, they they show in the montage, uh, Kurt Russell shooting through the hostage to get to the terrorist or whatever. 
And then literally five seconds later, he does it. Yeah. Like we just yeah, like, saw the, it. Like we know. We like the it. battle of like Mars two or whatever. He does it like in real life for reals for reals. But like at some point, Wyatt Russell is jogging oh, yeah, with the flag. The, I, I'm yeah. so fucking stupid. I'm like, that kid looks just like Kurt Russell. Yeah. I wonder where they found him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They found him in Kurt and Russell's balls. Dick. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in all the pee. Yeah, and that's what they save. It's yep. in, that's what the piece is in the balls. Um. So, anywho, uh, the the chubby kid. He's not even chubby. He just fell behind. He gets not reprim. He gets reprimanded with bullets by a guy. Yeah, he gets shot. <laughs> uh, and this is the this is the world we live in. They are child soldiers that are being bred for combat, and then they once they make it through uh, combat graduation and combat senior week. Then they get to go to combat combat and they get a face tattoo with their blood type and their name. And I'm guessing that Kurt Russell's last name is Todd, but like, was it his birth last name or is that the last name they assigned to him? Because it's a first name and it's very confusing. Anyway, I do I was, like that. I was wondering why they bother tattooing their blood type on them when clearly they don't care about them at all as people. Right. And they just replace them. Like, Maybe, like, maybe why would they use care as a about donor? Like if they I need, mean, like, maybe. yeah, maybe. but like, but like, I, I mean, shot like, up corpse and harvested blood. Well, I'm just thinking, like, I I immediately thought of like um, Fury Road. Remember in Fury Road how they yeah. tattooed like the blood type? Well, well then again, probably, that was they directly that's used a them shortage. As blood like, that's, I, I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it's probably a thing where it's like you're not going to throw the whole car away because you got to put fucking transmission fluid in it. So maybe, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I, I think they were just trying to be edgy. This is the edgy dog tag. You just get it tattooed on your face now, right? They just there's probably no actual reason because I, later I, the one guy my, is basically my favorite. Out, all AI being ripped out of his face. My <laughs> favorite thing about this whole uh, sequence about them going through all these tests in military is that their combat tactics are walking forward slowly and just shooting. They are hip firing. the same thing. They've been trained their whole life to be like the greatest soldiers. They just walk forward and shoot. They are hit, <laughs> no, it is hit. super effective. <laughs> they're, they're hip firing their assault rifles with double bayonets all over different planets. So then we get a montage of the various, there's the Moscow incident. There's like the battle, the Missouri of, insurrection, right? In, right. <laughs> there's a, there's the, you know, the Buenos Aires, whatever. There's the battle of the Argentinian moons where everyone's just slower and in space suits, it, dude, but they're in the fucking greatest spacesuits, and they're still just shooting with machine guns, which yeah, oh, the guys just got so tech much. nines just going I, off in space with no oxygen. Sense. It so like, it doesn't matter, dude. It's awesome. It looks don't rules. work like that, but that's fine. Sure anyway. they do. Okay. Also, front on Front Street, this movie looks great. Like it all the designs great. and stuff, I thought were fantastic. So every design in this movie reminded me of something else. Some yeah, the, things that came out before and some things that came out after. Like when he's jogging through the spaceship, I guess it is. Like, I don't oh, know yeah, why, yeah. but that gave me intense, like, Doctor Who flashbacks. Oh, I can tell about when he was... The blue flashing lights as he's running yeah. and everything. The, the 15 miles of runway lights that he ran around. But then, like, when they're at the, at the Moscow incident, I was like, this shit looks just like one of the uh, Call of Duty maps from the most recent World War II game, where there's, like, a farmhouse in the middle and snow everywhere. Um... I don't know. Every like every set piece reminded me of something else. 
some so stuff a lot after after this. So clearly, it influenced. They copy it things influenced. from the future. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, copies. The like one of the things that is is prevalent in this movie that it's, I think it's something that we all kind of appreciate in like what we call good what I would consider good sci-fi like Aliens does this, Event Horizon does this is you don't it's not streamlined sci-fi it's not like everything is like chunky and very utilitarian yeah and like all the spaceships look like they're like cobbled together and like they're just it's all function it's not form at all and like all the art design in this movie kicks a pile yeah The fucking vehicles are all cool. What? 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 Spinner, spinners? Like, what do you mean like spinners? The rims? No, the uh, the the like, cars from Blade Runner. That's what they're called. Oh, well, you're talking oh, about like, the trail spree wells. Oh, um, no. Got it. Uh, so I was like, they didn't put those on that battle bus. Anyway, so Todd has fought his way through forty years of getting it done, and he's got all of his you know battles and stuff tattooed on his side. And, you know, things are good. He works for Gary Busey. And I was telling this to TJ Watch. It's like, Gary Busey is like the sympathetic father character, but he's also the guy who stole babies from a hospital and turned them into child soldiers. So, like, <laughs> right. he's it's not a little, good dude. It's a little, it's a little yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of it's like everyone, gray. <laughs> everyone's a big piece of shit, but it's just like he's he's slightly less of a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and, and like, the thing is, like, you're talking about not only is he the guy that that stole babies from people, but like has overseen countless atrocities. You know what I mean? Yeah, these, are, like, these are thoughtless, consciousless soldiers like that. You know what I mean? Their whole thing. Yeah, because like when he does shoot through the fucking target like that, nobody's like, hey, don't do that. No, <laughs> no, it's yeah. No, they were they were like based. They were good with it. Well, like, it makes well, you like, wonder why they even have the target separation thing to begin with. Right. Right. Good. Point. If they're going to if they're going to just say just shoot through it anyway. I think well, the idea is like, don't just shoot the woman standing there by herself. But if there's a bad the guy bullets. behind it, then you know, fair game, right? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's more cynical. I think it's a don't waste the ammo. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, you got to so remember, anywho. by the end of this movie, they have planet killing bombs. They don't. They go to a garbage planet just Dude. to shoot people. <laughs> the they fucking, go to a garbage planet fucking, for training, and the yeah, planet, the planet sized nuke at the end of this is amazing. <laughs> And imagine if you're just doing your dump truck run and you just happen to be there when the the planet new I love that they off. have again they it's like right. they have all it's like Futurama they have all this technology all this shit figured out it's like what do we do with the garbage it's like let's just go dump it somewhere <laughs> else literally, I said it to TJ I was like why don't they just shoot it at the sun and feed the sun instead they're literally dumping it on a planet with a livable atmosphere like there's a pl- like this is a place that can sustain life and they are making the conscious choice it can sustain to... two two kinds of life humans and snakes they had to bring they well like it it makes you and i guess i'm glad the movie doesn't care to answer this but like were the people there first or was the trash there first because the people there first it's fucking hysterical like did they work out some kind of contract like yo we're going to dump all the trash here and like you just have to live with it i thought that when when what's her name when when one woman's mom mom talks it sounds like they they were like on their way somewhere else and their ship crashed. So I assume they crash landed. They crash landed on trash planet. I yeah, I read I read the Wikipedia plot to make sure I understood it. 
and that's where he's going at the end to take them to their destination. Yeah, they yeah, were. She mentions those plant, those moons or whatever. Yeah, so it was like a dozen years ago they landed. So anyway, okay, back to what happened. So anyway, um, Kurt Russell has been fighting for forty years. Him and his squadron of child soldiers that are now middle-aged men soldiers. Also, um, Kurt Russell, forty-seven years old when this movie took place, uh, and he uh, is jacked. I don't think yeah. he's ever. It's this is the Kurt biggest I've big. ever seen Kurt Russell. He's huge in this movie. Yeah, yeah, he is gacked. Um, so anyway, he they're like, all right, Gary Busey's got to entertain uh, this new space Nazi played by Jason Isaacs, who is just mustache twirlingly. Dude, he's, he's so he's and so he's fucking good. Wonderful. In this movie. Jason Isaac is like, I was telling TJ, I was like, he's like a William Fickner. He he's like an underappreciated character actor who is good in any role you give him. Uh, he's such. He like made me physically angry during uh, the Patriot. Yeah, yes, he's, he's getting that Harrington. Like that movie's not great, but he is so goddamn good in that movie. Yeah. Is uh, Tappington. Yep. Like oh, yeah. you just want to jump through the screen and just like beat the as, shit out of him. As soon as I see him, that's the first movie I think of. Like, yeah, he's 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 tremendous in it. Um. So anywho, uh, he's like, yo. Gary Busey, uh, I got that new hotness, and Gary Busey's like, well, I mean, we like we got the old hotness, and they're like, well, check this out, and he breaks out his new soldiers, and they just like they just they just have at like so they send Todd out on a fifteen mile lit up run, and then they send uh, Luke Kang out on they give him a twenty minute there's a twenty minute head start, and then he beats him, and then they just have a bunch of climbing chains. Because they're like off the set of like American Gladiators, and they're like, "All right, climb the chains." And they're like, "All right, now that you're up in midair, everybody fight." It's like, "Nah, that's not that's not fair." Send two more of your boys up there, and Gary Busey's like, "All right, get up there." And then dude just he starts handling business, and he handles business pretty well. But then uh, Todd, Sergeant Todd, uh, rips his eyeball out. Oh my god! Uh, this it, so this movie it has this is like Cronenberg levels of like bursts <laughs> of ultra violence, like uh, specifically with this guy because he gets his eye ripped out, and then later in the movie, like towards the end of the movie, he gets his arm broken in the most vicious, like vicious way I've ever seen in a movie. It's like me and guys had rewind it, like we're like oh my he god, got it. he got it bent back. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, uh, it's like so Todd Laura gets, Palmer. Sometimes his arms. Ah, you beat me to it. <laughs> so Todd, so Todd gets whooped. His boys get whooped. Uh, Jason Isaacs is a little upset because what's his name lost an eyeball of the deal, and he's like, "Come on, man, you're better than that. Don't lose eyeballs." And the guy's like, "Sorry, Dad." Um, so now uh, all you can like, do is go out do? front and get shot first. Yeah, so, and actually, to sort of the conversation we had earlier, no one cares about their blood type because they didn't even harvest these dudes. They're like, literally throw them in the trash. So they throw the three boys that got worked into the trash, uh, and then Kurt Russell wakes up uh, in, like, the, the, the dumpster scene from WALL-E, like, in the trash. Yeah, at the end of that, he, ended, yeah, on, yeah, he ended up on the planet from WALL-E. Right, Earth, and he gets... With all the mounds of trash. Also... Thor Ragnarok. Yes, a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wakes up on the trash piles, and then he finds the the people that have been crashed onto the planet, including Wonder Woman's mom, 
Um, the guy, the pilot from, uh, the pilot from Event Horizon, uh, the commish, Michael Chiklis, uh, the guy from Fight Club, and then all the snakes, all the snakes. Uh, so now he's learning how to walk and feel pain again. And, uh, he becomes a human in, I kid you not, like a five minute montage of him, like, acclimating to personhood and having um, a and, flashback of beating another child into a pudding for like yeah, a like long he, he's part of the like, montage he's got like severe ptsd he is trying and then he gets at some point because of his ptsd and his reaction to that um they banish him from a planet of banished people so he's sent to go take the law out to the cursed earth and God he just walks <laughs> i was gonna say he that walks, I do love the, the town's reaction, though, when they're like, we can't have this goddamn walking bomb around here. Get rid of it. <laughs> right, right. Well, because I think the straw that broke the camel's back was uh, one of the his, many his snakes. His obsession snake in- bootery. Well, the, the, one, the one of the many snakes that has infiltrated <laughs> the Iceland air uh, fuselage where this family lives uh, almost bites their, their mute son, and he catches it midair. And he throws it on the ground. He's trying to teach this little kid to kill the snake, and that's too much for the dad to take. And plus, the, the plus this dude's been staring at his wife oh pretty hard. Oh my god, for weeks. Dude, this this fucking snake when it like there's a, I don't there's two there's two or three snake scenes, but the one I think it's this one. There, there's a point where the snake like lunges like a spring. It's I don't know why. I you can ask God. I could not stop laughing. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I don't know why and. Sean said it before we started recording. They found the like cutest looking snakes. Like they're not, they don't look scary. Like it's not like you know typical like terrifying snake, they, like a cobra or rattlesnake or like, something. They look like the snakes from is it Batman? Not Batman Insurance. Whatever Batman has poison ivy. Oh, when they're forever. in like the rainforest. Yeah, that's right. they and uh, I think it's Bane or whoever the doctor is. That a poison ivy kills. Like, they look at the shitty fake snakes from that. They're all like <laughs> bright yellow or like fluorescent colors that don't actually exist. Yeah. I yeah. guess the trash planet made them that color. It's hilarious. But they don't well, look, yeah. they, they don't look like scary venomous snakes at all. It's like, okay, like. They look like just big green garden snakes. They look like yeah. not like, but anyway. Anyway. They're like, all right, Todd, get your shit and get out of here. So it is Todd hilarious. Just, His name's Todd, by the way. I don't think we've emphasized that enough. So Todd leaves, and he goes back to his respawn point, because he only knows two spots on this whole planet. Uh, and he sits in a tube and, like, makes dinner. And then uh, the what's-his-name and who's-her-face are, like, having, name? you know, making passionate love or post-coital in their candle factory. And a snake slithers up after them, and That's then mean. oh my god! So before good. the snake can strike old boy in the mouth, uh, their son grabs the snake and murders it with a boot. To wit, the dad is like, "Oh, you know what? Maybe this guy was teaching life lessons. Let's get Todd back." That's all it took. It was yeah, like his, his exile killed, lasted a night. <laughs> you almost beheaded Michael Chiklis in a in a, in a, in a grist mill. But you know what? This snake situation is enough to bring you back. 
So I'm gonna go because they gotta get to the the cool parts of the movie. They're like, we gotta wrap up this conflict. Yeah, we gotta go. So that oh, also they celebrate Christmas in one scene, and that almost sends Todd uh, through the roof. We, me and Gox, he literally does send Todd through the roof because he freaks out. The next scene, he's looking at them through the roof. Yeah, somehow he got on the roof. Like he had like his weird PTSD scene, and then he shows up on the roof. Like what? What's his big trouble? Like how'd you get up? It wasn't easy. Uh, so but yeah todd todd's exile lasted like six hours it's like we never yeah, want you back he didn't even get to settle into his new tube so now uh-huh. uh so now they they go get todd back and on the way back you find out that the super soldiers are on patrol and we're gonna patrol trash planet and we're just gonna take him out for a stroll we're just gonna you know knock the cobwebs off and see what what and then you know since it's trash planet if we find any humans we are legally allowed to murder them because it's castle doctrine and i guess they're trespassing on their well, no trash it's, it planet. says that so, the reason they can do it is because legally the planet is uninhabited right right is what it there said. we go yeah. yeah so space law so now uh so gary Busey shows up with with jason isaacs and the new boys but the the old the old soldiers are now just like a maintenance crew like they're just like like just unarmed janitors so they're there too um so they send out these battle wagons and like todd's like "Uh uh-oh uh things are coming and uh they start People get killed in this movie with <laughs> mortar fire oh my and God. with artillery at close <laughs> range yeah. repeatedly. And flame girl gets an RPG in the sternum. Yes. <laughs> like, like, so so the guy, the dad gets his leg blown off, and then Todd like tries to he tries to 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 give him a tourniquet with I guess the I lost too much Michael, blood. Michael Chickless <laughs> knitted for him. Yeah. And the guy's like, "Go oh, defend the, the the don't bang oh, your wife." Can, and then can we can we back up real quick? There's there's a really there's actually a really great scene during the montage where uh, Kurt Russell's trying to learn how to be human but is bad at it, where he's cooking dinner and he cuts himself and just keeps yeah. cutting the vegetables with his As blood all blood over pours all over the carrot. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. It's this movie rules. Um, so then, uh. Uh, so now, the, now the new soldiers are coming, and they found that there's life on this planet. So now it's a perfect time to eradicate it because this is a good field test for things. So they are like, all right, uh, Jason Isaac's is like, just send in three dudes, send them with the most over the top weapons we've got. Uh, the 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 woman who speaks for the nomads goes to parlay with these folks, and as TJ mentioned, she catches an RPG to the chest. <laughs> Uh, and then the battle ensues, and these three dudes oh, are just man. mopping up. One dude, there's a dude with a flamethrower, there's a dude with a rocket launcher, there's a dude with like a little baby minigun, uh, and they're just having at, like just having just a good old time. And they're fucking what? What guys in Kill Zone called a hell guy? A hell guy? Hell guys. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. If Sean's like, yeah. You, you went to like a hell dimension there, Sean. You yeah, you went to like, like max headrooming. Um. <laughs> so now. Uh, so anywho, they're just having a turkey shoot, and uh, but now Todd's back, and Todd's gonna start ending dudes, and then the rest of the movie is Todd ending dudes. He is slashing throats. He turned a he turned a corpse into a turret. Uh, he 
he he manages to hide in like the only puddle on this arid wasteland. He throws one dude into yeah. a pit of snakes. <laughs> it's like the script. The script was like, we got to put him in water, and they're like, well, there's there shouldn't be any water here. It's a big desert plant. I don't fucking care. All they were saying is like, fuck it, make it wet, and then it rains <laughs> two hours later or, or whatever right. cinematically. So like, it's Todd just defending the refugees, going full guerrilla warfare, just literally and figuratively taking these dudes apart. <laughs> what are you gonna? Again? I'm gonna kill oh, them all, sir. Oh, yeah, 104 words over this movie. Yeah, that's it. They're all, that's, they're all sir. It's a very sir-based economy. Um, yeah. Okay, is this before or after when he uh, takes the tank and Kane is telling him like where to go with the tank because he thinks it's his own guy? This is before. This uh, is a little. This is yeah, before that. At, yeah. at some point, Todd like. Right, so Todd drops out of the husk of, like, an... Oh, on this planet, there's a whole-ass aircraft carrier. Like, they were just dropping shit off in this place. Um, Todd drops in on one of these battle buses, which are, like, an old... I looked it up on the Internet Movie Car Database, which is a thing. Uh, They were... They're modified Caterpillar 777 articulated dump trucks. Uh, So he drops in on one of these. Also... I don't know if we talked about this earlier. Everything in this movie is practical. I don't, there's, I mean, obviously some of the space stuff is CGI, but like a majority of this stuff is practical and it looks, oh good. yeah, it looks awesome. Um, it makes it, it makes the movie look better. So they drop it on the top of this thing. He drops like three grenades in there. You think he blew it to shit, but it's enough to, it's still functional. And then he, like Alex saying, he picks up the comms and is like, Talking to Kane, the guy whose eye he ripped out, like his nemesis. Uh, and and he's he, got a new eye, also. Gog says it's like a cyber eye, so I don't know. I got it's gotta be it's right? something, it's the future, yeah. right? Yeah, so well, uh, I don't think they can afford the cyber eye after they're spending like several trillion dollars a day hauling their trash to space. <laughs> so, um, so he smashes the one battle bus into the other battle bus, and then they get loose and uh. Uh, they get into like it, this is the fight from the end of Universal Soldier, like in the wet, like mono e mono slow karate combat, and it's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's dude, fantastic. This is this is some of the finest action. examples of slow karate you're ever gonna see. Oh, also at some point, I'm sorry, at some point they realize the tide is a turning, and the the guys back at the at the ship, they're like Todd got got on their comms previously, and they're like. What do you mean he growled? So he just growls at them. And like, yeah, that was awesome. Dudes. Uh, <laughs> well, no, it, what was the line where he's like, well, he said he made a throat noise, throat and noise. then we asked him to repeat it, and he said, What does he push over on them with the fucking crane, like a like a car, and just drops it off to one of the guys? No, isn't it like a helicopter? No, <laughs> it's something. At, at the end of the movie, there, fortunately, for some reason on this trash planet, there's a helicopter from Vietnam that just shows up. It's like, well, at some the- point, they smash a battle bus through a real bus, and that bus was full of legitimate gasoline because it explodes um, like you think they would have harvested that by now um so anywho they're like uh-oh things are going bad send out the oats, send out the old unarmed soldiers and let them set up the planet nuke uh because we don't have a way to deploy this from space i guess like can't we um, just leave they could have just left at any time yeah, yeah. Um, they, they didn't have any reason to even be there. There's like, yeah. 
And at some point, and, and like, and Gary Busey's like, "What the hell's going on? This is stupid." And then fucking. Also, uh, Gary, no, Gary Busey had the right idea where he's just like. Gary Busey had the right idea where he's like, just bomb the shit out of him and get the hell out. Also, they have a planet nuke. Just uh, like set that and leave. <laughs> like, what? like, why do you need all these like on the ground troops? Like, so well, because they have to sharpen their uh, their tactics against these wandering hobos. <laughs> right. I mean, these, guys, these guys' combat effectiveness is like kind of suspect. It's so anyway, terrible. yeah. So then well, Gary so, Busey so, has that line. He's like, well, you should have made him smart instead of fast. That was hilarious. <laughs> Gary yeah. Busey is really good in this, and he is very understated. Which, it does beg the question, like, why would you make the original one smart? That seems incredibly dangerous, but every time I have a question, somebody shoots five rockets off, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Gary Busey gets shot, he questions Jason Isaac's whatever, and then he gets shot by Jason Isaac's quaint revolver, uh, so he's dead. Uh, so now Jason Isaac's like, set the nuke, we're getting out of here. Uh, Kurt Russell has killed everybody. He finds his his janitor friends, and they all salute him. And they're like, "All right, we're gonna go get it on till we die." So they go back to the boat, and they take Jason Isaac. They they take Jason Isaac and like the two other like officers that are that used to be under Gary Busey's command. They they leave them on the planet, then they take off, and then it turns into the end of Spaceballs for like 30 <laughs> seconds because they can't deactivate the self-destruct button. Uh, and then they get vaporized. And all the refugees that are left that survived the massacre, and then all of the the just horribly brainwashed programmed soldier men are now off to go to greener pastures. And that's the movie. If Paul Dimitris oh. Anderson, you made a banger, sir. Oh my god, this movie is so much fun and so dumb. But like, there's just like it's like Sean just said. Any point where you might stop and think about the plot of this movie, like something incredible happens. <laughs> like, like soldier stares at a tit for the first time, apparently, uh, or a snake. <laughs> hilarious snake pops out or a woman takes a rocket to the chest or uh, a guy breaks an arm in the most unnatural eldritch way I've ever or, seen or like, a guy does a, does an okie doke with some scythe on the ground and when the other guy goes to pick it up he gets eviscerated with a helicopter rotor I, I mean oh, it's... yeah like yeah people and like Michael Chiklis almost gets destroyed by a combine. Oh, also this planet is plagued. Trash planet is plagued with frequent wind sandstorms. What are they harvesting with said combine? Like trash? No, it was a trash. It was just it was dumped here. They, they oh, it was just it there. Down. Okay, the they combine from, was trash. Yeah, the combine so, so they, was the they, trash. They chose not to disassemble it. So, no, because yeah, this yeah. can't be the first time this happened. Right. No, they they were going. Chicklis was going beyond the wire to get like a, an abandoned Coke machine that might still have some Pepsi's in it, and then the sand. Why would a Coke machine have Pepsi's in it? Because it's the future, uh, and who God. knows why anything happens? They won the Cold Wars. God yeah. Man. Well, uh, that's why you that's why you threw it away because it was a defective Coke machine. It was full of Pepsi. Somebody filled it with the wrong soda. <laughs> it to space. <laughs> Alex. It's like the, that what was, what the misfit toy where the squirt gun's filled with jelly. It's like, somebody put that jelly in the squirt gun. It's not the squirt gun's <laughs> fault. Just, just That's a good point. I never really thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex, Alex, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Was your favorite part of this film the military training? Uh, no. <laughs> My favorite... Um, 
my favorite part of this film was the very realistic and lifelike snake. <laughs> yes. Love the snakes. Oh, when when Kurt Russell decides to kill that one guy by throwing him into the snake pit, I literally was like, yeah. <laughs> like, I think I said right before it happened, I told guys, I was like, please, God, let him come up with a reason to kill him with snakes. And then they gave it to me. It's like, oh, it's so, so cathartic. <laughs> oh. God, why don't they make them like this anymore? Alec, had you seen this movie before? I remember watching it as a younger man a long time ago. I feel like I'm in the same boat as Sean. I thought I had seen it, and I definitely remember some parts of it, but I think I also was getting it confused with Mario Van Peebles' solo, which I want to say came out at the exact same time. It feels like like I, I didn't look it up, but it couldn't have been. It could have been off by that much. Um, And I'm like... I feel like it has the same plot, pretty much, yes. if I remember so, correctly. Because Solo's a super soldier, right? That goes rogue, like that's his whole bit. He's an android military weapon. Says so Solo came out in '96. This came out in '98. I would have thought literally they came out the same year. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, though. Um, this movie's something else. Guns don't <laughs> kill people. Oh my god, this movie, I, I I mean, I said at the beginning of the show, but like, maybe I like early Paul W.S. Anderson now, because this movie is so much fun, and like, you know, with the beat, I, I was thinking about the beekeeper, right, the beekeeper was hilarious and stupid, and a lot of fun, this movie is stupid, but like, it makes sense, like, it's not, you know what I mean, like, the plot is very simple, it's kind of competent in a lot of ways, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it is dumb, like, because it's just very, like, you know, it's like a first graders level plot, but like it is, it does make sense. It's not as nonsensical as the beekeeper. You know what I mean? Also, all the no, performances but it does are do the same. It does do the same thing. If you want to make a stupid action movie, have your protagonist say the least amount possible. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and roll a tear because that worked for me. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, their stone face crying, slow motion out of nowhere. They have the slow yeah, motion he, tear. He's got a There's lot a of weird ramping in this weird, movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, I thought there was something wrong with the file. I was like, why does it look like that? And that's apparently intentional. But I think um, all of the performances are very earnest. Like everyone's playing, like everyone's playing it super straight. Like, it's, and I love, I love the score of this movie too because it's very like sweeping and orchestral. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, you, it all you kind of on the level you think this would be like a butt rock score, but like it kind of works as like this orchestral thing. <clears throat> losing my voice. They were playing like the one song that they played repeated that they kept going back to was very much like the the music that was playing in Aliens when they're driving the yeah. driving yeah. the the APC out of the the fucking generator or whatever. Like it's, it's like it doesn't like I don't like I can't fathom. Like I can see this thing being a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? I can see like eighteen is. But it's un- it's unnecessary. It's 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 mean spirited. Like it's not necessary. I didn't bother. I didn't bother to look at the any reviews. But like I like what like even if what you didn't did like you get? it, what yeah, did you what, want? Also, you like get? what were you looking for in this movie? Like I, it seems kind of absurd to me to be like, yeah, this is this is bad. This is a bad movie. Like I don't know. But also, um, we're talking like the reviews were from like ninety eight. And at that right, point, true, they weren't true. making as many movies like this. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they were past the '80s, like 
stupid action movie point. Everything, I feel like at 98, everything around this time that was supposed to be like an action movie was kind of like stupid uh, spy thrillers. Yeah, like yeah either that's a crime game or get out. Yeah, feel like that. And like uh, The Saint. Oh, The Saint. Oh, like the Saint. Saint had a good soundtrack, though. Stand by that. But I don't know. Well, like, Rotten Tomatoes is never going to be accurate because those reviews are from the times that it came out. It's not. A lot of them are from the people, 2000s, it looks like. Not people rewatching them now and reviewing them now, I wouldn't think. One of the reviews is, is um, uh, the action is good, but there's no satisfaction watching Kurt Russell uh, obliterate men more bloodthirsty than him. Like, Yes, there is. Yes, there is. That's all uh, satisfaction. That sounds amazing. What are you talking? <laughs> like what? What like you want to? I know. I know. I know. We don't bloodthirsty than him. I know we don't right. use certain like, words pacifists? anymore. Like, like I mean, yeah, geez. right. Like I'm, I'm sorry, Terrence Mann didn't make this. Like it's not some rumination on getting old. But Kurt, Russell, is. Kurt Russell goes to Kent State. <laughs> just kills a bunch of people. Kurt Russell is IDF soldier. Uh, all right. Uh, I think I think we've gotten everything out. I think it's yeah. time for five knuckle shuffles. We Don't need to you? make a. I mean, real quick. I think just I'm going to pitch an idea to the room. Uh, we should okay. make a website called Modern Tomatoes, where we rewatch old movies and then give them modern scores. Is and that what we, that what we right? do on this show? Yeah, but then so we would just basically to- buy a domain name too. It would cost yeah. us even more money. But with yeah, the tomato, even more, more, more in the red. Thank you. But, but with the tomato based, you know, thing, and we can stock it with. All right, you know what? As so you, say, you want to spend more money and also get sued? <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's a bad idea. You could just said bad what, idea, guys. I would have moved movie, on. What movie was it where the guy came up with like Mr. Skin and didn't realize Mr. Skin? Oh, the version. He's not coming wrong. Oh, that's gross. I remember remember watching that movie for the first time and thinking like, oh, Mr. Skin doesn't exist in this universe. They're like going to create it. And then that line, like, oh my God, that was so much funnier. (laughs) The look on the guy's face was like, no, wait, what? (laughs) Like, how do you not know Uh, this? It's so funny. And now you can just go to Reddit. Uh, All right. Five knuckle shuttle (laughs) time as I, as I die. Um, Alec. Ooh, um, I'm gonna give this movie. A, I'm gonna sorry. give this a uh, a seven. Um, a little low. I'm, I'm surprised that'll be. Yeah, high. I respectable I mileage as you guys did. The beginning rocks. The end rocks. I like the middle. There was a lot of a lot of nothing for me, and a lot of boring boringness. <laughs> is that the word now? Um. <laughs> But like the beginning's awesome. Like I, I love how it opened, um, and I love the ending. Like the first twenty minutes and the last twenty minutes, the middle forty minutes just—I don't know—bored yeah. me. I mean, I understand why you need to have it because it's a fucking yeah, movie, I, and a movie I, can't I, be forty minutes long and be feature length. But I think I think we've discovered through these movies, like we all, unless it's like some high art, we all just kind of hate the middle of movies. Like it, it shouldn't exist. Soggy middles are the worst. Yeah. We don't like soggy middles. Yeah. Um, but Kurt Russell's awesome in it. Uh, Jason Isaacs, like, and this is pre, 
free the Patriot, free Harry Potter, free all that oh, stuff. Right. Um, before anything else, I would have even seen him in that I can remember. But Jason Isaacs is great. Gary Busey's good for the for his uh screen time. Um, very very subdued. Yes, which is shocking. Even like in his, I don't know. Even in like other movies where he's playing like a normalish person, he's way more out there than this. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even like Point Break, like he's a fucking lunatic who is like the grounded guy in Point Break. Right, that's but, a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's it's just I don't know. Middles. <laughs> we get rid of the middles of movies. Like we need to have a month of movies where we just cut out the middle half hour middle. and see if the middles movies still work. Ooh, it's an interesting idea. I don't hate like, it. Like take take the movie, whatever movie we pick, cut it into thirds. Watch the first third, the last third, and see if it's a, still a coherent movie. I guess it would okay. have to be movies that we've watched already, though. Yeah, we, we so we, we can't know call it. We couldn't I call also it don't... midsummer because we want it to be not <laughs> midsummer. We would be like, uh, yeah, I'll give it a seven. Uh, TJ, um, it's a it's a nine for me, dog. I it bordering on a ten, but like I I thought this movie was fucking awesome. Like I don't know, it, I guess because like I just I just love like just mindless nonsense like this. Like I. I really resonated with like I love the sci-fi-ness of this movie and how like unapologetically kind of corny it is. And then just the wanton acts of violence like all over the place to like I, the only thing that's missing from this movie is is gore. Oh. Yeah, and gore. Yeah, gore too. But like I feel like if this movie was made maybe five years earlier, there'd be like a sex scene in it. Like I'm shocked that he didn't bang um Wonder Woman's mom in this movie. Like I, I would thought that they were priming that. Also, um, real quick, probably took a lot of restraint to not put that in the film. Honestly, I mean, yeah, he also well, had eighteen or thirty-six years of salt beater in his system. Couldn't get an erection. I mean, yeah, I, 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 have a, I have a lot less, and I have the same problem. But, um, so the one of my favorite parts of this movie is the very. I want to say it's the very last scene of the movie. And, like, the kid, the orphaned kid of Wonder Woman's mom and the, the British guy that died, he's, like, he's not really broken up about losing his cuck dad because Beta da- or Alpha Dad's still alive. Yeah, I like, mean, Beta would you? Dead, along with Alpha Dad. It was yeah. so funny to me. And, like, he, like, he, the end movie is him literally just getting a hug, and it's like, ah, Alpha Dad's here. Uh, but, yeah, it's a nine for me, dog. I thought this movie was a fucking blast and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, more dumbass shit like this, please. Like I, I I'll either take, you know, it's like, it's like with, with me and bourbon, right? Like I'll take a nice high class bourbon, but I'll drink some old crow too. You know what I mean? Give me my, my prestige art house films and then give me this. Like it's a, it's a the two genders. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sean, uh, it's a nine for me too. The only thing that would make it a t- it would be a ten if it was like super gory. And I know why it's not because it's like supposed to be like a real movie, but it's an exploitation movie. This is like a seventy sci fi exploitation movie. It's just missing the like Australianness of those. If you know what mm. I mean, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. But like with the helicopter thing, if his whole like intestines had fallen out like on screen, <laughs> that kind of shit. But no, this movie fucking this movie kicks a whole pile of ass. Like it's so much fun. And like, yeah, it's just Universal Soldier, but that movie also kicks a whole pile yeah, of that ass. Movie also like, rules. Yeah. So that yeah, that's not a that's not a bad thing for me. But yeah, man, this is a nine. I fucking love this movie. Gogs. Uh yeah, it's a nine. Uh it's a shit ton of fun. Like, what are you gonna like it's what are you gonna do? Like it knows exactly what it is. It's giving you exactly what you want. It is like I honestly I kind of thought the middle didn't hang around. I thought the middle could have hung around more. I didn't want it to, but I thought they I thought they the middle felt like a sneeze. Like to me, the middle went I thought they so moved fast through that as like, quickly okay. as they could because all of a yeah. sudden we're banished and then the bad guys are here. And then like the last half hour is just just carnage and it's great uh i think it got it it, it probably like me and teacher when we started watching it first of all i think it got a bump because it's it's a good this is a nice watch with other people movie right oh. like solo this might have been an also eight, pretty um, short but then yeah. like it's like right from the movie started like you sit there and, and i think we're kind of like we probably all had this like you're sitting there with the idea of this is a 16. Like, what am I about to get into? Like, you have such low expectations. Yeah. And then, like, the movie, like, we're 15 minutes in. I look at TJ. It's like, this, thing, this movie's going to have to take a really hard turn for it to be any less than a 7 for me. And it just... Like, I expected it to be really boring. Like, with that score. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, like, I expect it to be incompetent or just, like... And it's not. Like, Paul W. Anderson, he gave us Mortal Kombat, this, and Event Horizon, like, in his first four films. And... I love all three of these movies. So, you know what? Sorry. You and, fell and then off, he was like, champ. you guys don't like good movies? Well, guess what? I'm making nine Resident Evils. Yeah, President <laughs> Devil or whatever. Yeah. No, it was, pre- it was President Ninja. What's I, the one? Resident my Evil? favorite part of Resident Evil, and I believe Sean said it when we reviewed one of them, was like, Umbrella Corporation is like, we're still going to take over the world, but the world is destroyed. Like, what are you taking over? Like, the pile of rubble? Like, Oh like yeah, but by the last Resident Evils, it's legitimately like a wasteland. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a Vante Mac. No matter what situation, it's like, hey man, we made this plan and we're going to see it through. Yep. <laughs> but no, it's uh, a, it's anyway. a banger. What's yeah. wait? What's our next month, Alec? Next That's March. March. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, what's the next? Oh, next month is uh, it's John Good March. Nice. John Goodman movies. Oh, all right. Yeah. I got a pick already. So do I. Uh, does everybody have a pick? Uh, I don't yet. So. Oh, I'm Alec... picking Barton Fink. That's what I was going to pick. Barton Fink. This is what you oh, yeah, pick something Fink. else. TJ can have Barton, Barton Fink. Fink. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can pick a different movie, Sean. He's got plenty of movies. What's the Sean? What's the movie with the ants? It's called like Marathon or. Or uh, oh, matinee, uh, um, um, matinee. I know I what I'm picking. To watch that. Wait, well, he's an arachnophobia. I'm picking arachnophobia. Yeah, oh. You know, I've never, I've never seen that. I've never seen that movie. Banger. Isn't what's his name from Dumb and Dumber in that? Oh no, you yeah, can. I'll, I'll take so. Atomic Blonde if you want to take Barton Fink. I remember kind of liking that movie. Yeah. It's or like, we could do I, Toga Toga uh, Toga 2000 because he's in that. Oh God, no! Oh, Alec, what's your pick? Is it Blues Brothers two thousand? Blue Brother, Blues Brothers three thousand. <laughs> no, oh my God, oh, it's a new one. It's uh, 
Oh Brother Where Art Thou, even though he's not oh. in it very long. But he's oh, great yeah. in it. I yeah. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh and that my god! Rocks. All right. Well, we, and he's yeah. only in it for like five minutes. There's five minutes in that movie are he plays, he plays Zeus if memory serves. But the the Cyclops. Cyclops. Oh, the Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've already burnt <laughs> off his worst movie. What did we? What was oh, his worst was movie? Red State. Or, oh. Falling oh, down or Red State? Pick Red one. State. He was in Falling Down, wasn't he? No, he, not, not the Falling. Not wasn't fall, it? the the Denzel Washington one, the with the Fallen. Not, yeah, yeah, with the, the whistling. Fallen. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not good. I don't know. I kind of want to pick Ten Cloverfield Lane too, because I really. Huh? We've never reviewed. We've talked about it a lot. <laughs> Movie rules. I don't know. We'll think about it next week, though. I'm excited to watch Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I love that fucking movie. Yeah, that's easily my favorite Coen Brothers movie. And like, well, I can tell you why, because they're likable. It's the Coen Brothers that has like likable characters, not, you know what I mean? Like, like, I, I, you, yeah. you don't, you don't like the reprobate characters. You're not a big fan. So I and like, but they are in John, prison to start. Yeah, John but they're Caron like lovable. And, and Tim Blake Nelson, like oh, playing all. Nelson's so we, good. We, we thought he was a toad. <laughs> what? His look on his face, he's like, do not. Like, he looks so confused. <laughs> we got to find a the wizard. Only, the only thing oh, that God, I don't, that don't like about that movie us. is that it it very briefly made bluegrass music popular, and I hate that music, so it's very annoying. Oh, yeah. Coen Brothers didn't make a ska movie. Oh, Maybe my. That, can you uh, imagine? That, <laughs> can you imagine, Sean? <laughs> yeah, that movie made uh, Alison Krauss change her musical style for a few years. <laughs> yeah. It's a. I like the, the that soundtrack, soundtrack in that movie though is very yeah. good. Soundtrack I'm not gonna. Yeah, Man of constant sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Rules. Well, uh, our, our brand leader is white, but the rest of us are in fact Negroes, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. I'm excited to watch it. I I love that movie. All right, cool, mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, uh, hell yeah. That, I don't know if it's on anything. You'll you have to. I'll put it on the plex. I mean, I have the Blu-ray, but that doesn't help you guys. <laughs> it's a perfectly fine excuse for me to buy it on Amazon. So I don't know if I Sean remembers my brief dalliance at buying every Coen Brothers movie on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. I think, well, I, think I, almost, did I I got you one of them you because me, it was um, like region free. Like they didn't make an Martin American. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. We're gonna see an R-rated movie. Martin Fink. Martin I'll show you the violence of the mind. <laughs> uh, we uh, might. I mean, I feel like that. That'd be a cool one to watch. Yeah. We could do a whole month of just Coen Brothers movies with him because he's in almost all of them, isn't he? I feel he's like in he's, he's in Raising Arizona. Well, yeah, have we not Lebowski. done? Well, we don't do comedies, but Raising Arizona is fucking excellent. Oh my god, that movie's so good. That scene that the, with the kids doesn't that kid just write like fart on the wall? Or yeah. something? <laughs> oh, so yeah. good. All so right. good. All right, all right, everybody. Oh, brother, where art thou? This is a. If somebody doesn't like this movie, I just I don't even know what to say. I mean, we've all I mean, seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. we're in store for a really banging month. Like I think I haven't be seen a great. We, you know what? We we've had this discussion though. We deserve. I mean, with the two pretty good weeks in a row here, like we all had a lot of fun with Beekeeper and we had a lot of fun with Soldier. So I mean, but we we deserve. We deserve watching then, a good movie. Watching you know, treat yourself. If you don't give yourself a reprieve every now and then, it becomes yeah. like work. And yeah, we only watch little, Chill Factor so many times in a row. It's or a what's, little what's rough. The, when we're, yeah, what? It's not Chill Factor. What is the movie? I always say it's Chill Factor with Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman. Oh, oh, what is that called? Oh, the something effect. Um, the 
Chill Factor is the Skeet Ulrich one. Right. Yeah. yeah, but Sean's right. There was a movie that came out like Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction. Yeah. It came out right around the same time as like the same. It has also to do with cryogenic freezing or some bullshit. So bad. No, it's about that note that makes you shit your pants or whatever and creates energy. I forget exactly what. <laughs> the brown note? Brown yeah, note. but like it the, also, like the keyboard the creates note? perpetual energy. I don't. Yeah, it's oh, not shit. good. The copy uh, key from uh, He Man. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, all right, everybody. That's the show. Right. We'll see you next week. Uh, keep brushing them buttholes. Mm. Will do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <All right>. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.